Boz. Welcome to the Land of Boz with Jeff Bosley. Welcome to the Land of Boz with Jeff Bosley. It is the free Monday episode. It is the heroine of podcasts where I'm going to give you a taste today, Monday. And hopefully you come back to patreon.com forward slash Jeff Bosley and subscribe to the other four shows a week because you can't get enough of me or at least my podcast. But like I said, welcome to the Land of Boz. I am Jeff Bosley. It is Monday, November 26th. It's been a little less than, it's been a handful of days since we uh, spoke last. Um, as you can imagine, the holidays were a little chaotic and sitting down to an editing bay and spending about four, sometimes five hours a show to make my one hour show uh, wasn't exactly in the cards as far as with travel and friends and family. But hopefully uh, there's enough, there's a lot of episodes sitting there on uh, iTunes that you can listen back on. And uh, hopefully you had a good time yourself. So that should do it. Let's get into a little chit-chat. Dude, Mondays is just terrible. I hate Mondays. I really hate Mondays. And yeah, Mondays is is terrible, Mr. Intoxication. Uh, it's Monday. And again, I say this every show. But like, I don't have a typical Monday through Friday job. But for some reason, we've been uh, indoctrinated and it's just saturated down to our souls. Uh, why Mondays suck, Fridays rock, Saturdays and Sundays are days off. I don't care what job I've had, that's not been the, not really ever been the case, but regardless. Uh, Mondays kind of suck, but the ones after holidays super suck because I use this metaphor a lot and I'm sticking to how really perfect it is. You go to a good movie, uh, whatever movie that just for two hours or more gets you lost. You drop everything. You don't think about your emails, your family, your friends. You just are lost in the movie. And then the movie, the lights come up, you, you kind of aren't really back to reality and you get to the parking lot or whatever and you're like, oh shit, reality. All right, back to that. Not to say all of our realities are bad, but just like it, it, you were lost for a couple hours in that movie. That's what Mondays like are after a holiday. They, uh, wow, yeah, Mondays after uh, any weekend stink, but Mondays after a holiday? The greatest weekend of my life. <laughs> and that's never the case. You never come back to Monday going, yes, best weekend ever. Can't wait to come back to Monday and conquer all. But alas, here we are. Uh, for a lot, Now, because a lot of this is connected to social media, I kind of feel like I can discuss other platforms. I think that's technically probably bad form uh, back in the day to assume other uh, mediums overlap, but I think this show exists because of probably mostly Instagram. So for those of you who saw, I did go visit family in Palm Desert. Um, it, I Every year I go, I'm the country boy for in the kind of the city mouse out of my element. Um, you know, I'm the, I'm the guy traveling there on a, you know, rationing fuel <laughs> and, and doing a calculating my budget to get there and, and eat. And um, a lot of these, they all are extremely and well, well-earned successful human beings and so it's it's cool to be there because it's it's motivational and it's inspirational to see firsthand and and blood relatives be extremely extremely successful so it's really cool and motivating but depending on who you are most you know like a good friend of mine alicia she would probably take it as all motivation and be able to go away and and come home and, and it was all good uh people like me that kind of like have an innate sense of 
capability to kind of go toxic or a little hard on yourself or jealous or jaded or just kind of to turn that thing into a, a not positive, that's me. So around day two, well, around day three and four, I get kind of bitter and jealous and I get, you know, I'm like looking at a, a chair going, oh, that could pay my rent, you know, and that's just absurd. Uh, they've earned it. They've, they're very successful, but that's where I went. Um, I got to spend a lot of time with some family members I haven't seen actually for a while, uh, met some new people, played some new sports, and um, yeah, it was awesome. It was fun. I got to hang out with uh, some, okay, a cousin's kids, so it's like first cousin once removed times three or something like that, and uh, they were wonderful kids. Uh, as anybody who knows me or sees on Instagram, that inspired a story I posted. Um, I really have do love kids. I've worked with kids since high school, um, I volunteer anything to do with kids. I, that's my volunteer. That's what I do. Um, and I, and, uh, there was a, a boy and a girl first cousin once removed and we all got along great, but I always inevitably drift towards, um, the daughter people. Um, so, and then it made me wonder, and I looked back on all my social media and I found tons of stuff I've done and I worked with typically girls. Um, and, and, uh, it just kind of was an interesting, um, I guess realization for me, having spent this weekend there playing, you know, like her and I went grocery shopping and it was, I played dad for a pseudo second in, in, in normal settings. Like I, I go to Disneyland with a friend of mine's kids and I have a blast doing that, but that's like a, that's like a going to a, a theme park, but actually I had to run to Whole Foods to get my dog food and doing that with a little girl in this that kind of dynamic. I'd never done that before. And it was cool. Um, it's not like I'm going out to, you know, knock up some girl tomorrow to have a daughter. It's just not my style. Uh, nor could I keep that child alive because I'm, you know, I'm struggling just to, cause Izzy's burning so many calories running around in my new backyard so much. Uh, I have to double her food and I can barely afford that. I can't afford a human. Good Lord. But it was interesting. Um, uh, revelation or uh, realization at the least that, uh, yeah, it's really cool. I've always definitely knew, uh, but it was really a, a moment of, wow, I, I would have liked to have a daughter someday. This isn't like a boohoo, poor me. It was just an interesting revelation, uh, realization. Um, I, I sacrifice a lot for this career in this city and this business. And, um, I'm not holding my breath for having a family and that's not being depressing. It's just a fact. Uh, I mean, the place I live in right now, I was going to have a guest today. Um, Scott was going to do maybe the whole show with me and like, I can't invite him over because there's literally not enough room for two people to work in my home. Uh, and I work chaotic hours. It's not in the cards, maybe someday, but I don't also want to be 70 with a five-year-old that's effed up. That's classic Hollywood baloney. So that was that. <laughs> uh, but on that note, if people would, will humor me, I, uh, recorded a, um, Thanksgiving thank you thing and I would like to play it for y'all because it really applies to everybody that listens to the line of Oz and it super applies to the subscribers but since today is free Monday I want everybody to hear it because it's it really applies and uh, maybe it'll apply to you and me uh, in a complete stranger way or it'll apply to you and uh, those who are near you and around you so here's just a quick little um, thank you on Thanksgiving from me <laughs> What's up everyone? Happy Thanksgiving. It is time for my yearly uh, Thanksgiving thank you video. Um, and every year I wonder if it's uh, tacky or cliche or it might seem trite to express what we're thankful for on Thanksgiving. But I look at it like, you know what, at least there's a day, one day a year that makes is like essentially forces us to 
evaluate what we have and what we should be thankful for. And uh, anybody who knows me knows I'm not exactly walking ball of, you know, the universe is telling me hippie crap. Uh, but at least this one day a year, I really evaluate and, uh, and, and really am forced to be introspective. Um, and with that being said, I really want to thank those who have been with me since the beginning, so to speak. Um, obviously, that ex includes longtime friends and family. Um, but that really hyper includes those who were with me as I was ending my Greenberry career, those who were with me as I was going through divorce, starting my firefighting career, and those who were with me, especially when I decided to go risk it all and move to Los Angeles and chase that childhood dream. Um, I've lost a lot on the way. I know these are a lot of first world problems. I've experienced what could be worse um, in the Middle East. Uh, so I'm not unaware of the realities of how lucky I am. But I guess if I was just to think about what I've been, I've, I've personally gone through, though I've lost, I, I've literally lost friends um, and I've lost relationships, but I look back and I'm thankful for those losses. Uh, I'm thankful because it proved things that shouldn't be in my life and it proved I'm thankful for those who are still with me. Um, you know who you are on all of this. Uh, you can assume a lot on all of this. Um, but I'm particularly thankful for family and, and the long-term friends that have stuck with me and stick with me despite my lack of interaction and communication. And, and I know they're still there and I know I should and could do better and I hope to someday be able to be in that situation. And I'm also particularly thankful for those who kind of circle back and come back into my life You know who you are on there. And um, I'm extremely grateful for everything you all have done for me. And now beyond that, I'm extremely grateful for strangers, uh, people I've never interacted with or interacted with uh, loosely in a professional setting, uh, whether it be online or on the podcast or in movies or whatever it happens to be. I'm extremely thankful for you uh, because at the end of the day, the career, my goal, my dream, that I am chasing depends on you and your belief and support in me. So, uh, yeah, this is un, unedited, unrehearsed, unplanned. And just like every year, I try to adhere to that. And I apologize for kind of a lack of through line, but um, that's kind of how I, I promise to always be as real, pretty darn transparent and raw, so to speak. And uh, yeah, as I always say, with that being said, Thank you, I, I, the lot list is long, the things I owe things to literally and metaphorically, and the, the gratitude and things I'm thankful for is, that that list is uh, astonishingly long. So I hope you know who you are. I hope you know I don't take you for granted. Um, I'd be a fool not to say I don't get laser focused and not think of things I should be thankful for. Uh, but when I am forced to stop and think about it, I, I do know you exist and I do value your existence and what you do for me one way or another. So with that being said, if those resonates with you, pause and reflect on how it could affect your life and things you should be grateful for. And, um, yeah, I guess that's about it at the end of the day. 
as always, I just hope to, two out of the three of the things I always say, I always want to inspire, motivate, entertain. Uh, I hope today this inspires you and motivates you to realize what you should be thankful for. Um, because I know we take, we all take it for granted. So, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, love the ones that are with you, especially um, close a lot tonight. And um, those who aren't near you or across the country that may have circled back into your life, um, just value their existence because, uh, yeah, life is short. And um, those who stick with you during that short existence uh, should be valued and appreciated. So happy Thanksgiving. Um, I love you all. Please take care. So moving on first, thank you for listening to that. Hopefully, like I said, it hopefully uh, applies to you um, as far as our relationship and it hopefully it applies to you as far as uh, invoking a little bit of thought about your relationships in your life. So uh, a huge thank you to everybody that that applies to. Um, and moving on, because we had some time off, uh, because I was traveling, because I was in a new environment, um, I was forced to learn some things and I thought I would share those lessons with you. You, alright? I learned it by watching you. And before we get going, if you hear a weird tap, tap, tapping on my uh, door, it's um, it's not a raven. It's, I think, the washing machine next door. <laughs> so, sorry. My uh, home can only be so soundproof. But moving on, um, lessons learned. Um, one thing, this is highly relevant to the Tuesday through Friday crew of the Land of Oz. Um, and again, this isn't an elitist thing, but um, because they throw out... What's the math? I think, uh, you know what? I, I want to figure out what the math is. If you do $2, you know what? Just a minute. I'm going to do some math. Hold, please. It's the hold music. Hold music. Okay, and we're back. And if I did the math right, 20 shows a month, which is typically what I shoot for a show Monday through Friday, um, is at the least $2 a month. That costs you 10 cents a day, Monday through Friday. Pretty sure I did that math right. So for, for those of you that are throwing out 10 cents a day, super appreciate it. And it's like, a, for those of you who aren't, and it's a free show, not being a pitchy here, but it's it's literally $2 a month for 20 shows, 20 hours of shows. So I guess I could do that math. 20 hours divided by $2, 10 cents an hour. Either way, there you go. But moving on, lessons learned. <laughs> Good Lord. That's what happens when a caveman does math. Things just stop. Uh, but lessons learned. Something I learned on the way actually to Thanksgiving dinner, uh, and this is highly applicable, not in a uh, exclusivity way to the Patreon patrons, uh, but it's extremely applicable to you because I was driving to Thanksgiving dinner uh, in Palm Desert from Los Angeles. Uh, it's a couple hour drive, two and a half hour, maybe three, depending on traffic. And I pulled over to get, I think, just a cup of coffee. And uh, there was an older couple there that um, basically they uh, they went in and prepaid and said, hey, you know, $80 on tank two or, you know, pump two. Some dude, and they, were, they actually mistook which pump they were on. Some dude pulled into that, noticed the pump was working, pumped and took off. And not cool. It's kind of hard to point blame at, other than the dude who, who took the gas that wasn't his. So the older couple was really struggling. Um, I again, I'm at, even despite all the things I've seen on this planet, I still give people the benefit of the doubt until proven otherwise. Um, it's caused me much dismay in my personal life and professional life, but I'll keep on doing it. And uh, I'm really going to give a really old couple kind of freaking out, not in a 
dramatic way, but you could tell there was some panic. But I'm going to give that couple the benefit of the doubt uh, because they're a super old couple at the gas station in the middle of nowhere uh, on the way to Palm Desert and kind of a junky van. Um, but that, that applies because of my where I'm coming from. So I see this and uh, the, only, the reason I could actually go to Thanksgiving dinner is because of my Patreon paycheck was deposited. Um, I, I literally didn't have enough money for gas to go to Thanksgiving. So my thanks, number step one, is to the Patreon patrons, thank you for your uh, subscription. It, it literally put money in my account so I could buy gas for my vehicle to drive to see family. So it's, it's not an exaggeration. It's a direct truth. And uh, in the spirit of that, it's not like I had tons to spare, but because of you, I was actually also able to, and this isn't a pat on the back. This isn't like a humble bragging. There's a point to all this. Uh, because of you, I was, I was, I just, I couldn't not pause for a minute. Everybody else is kind of ignoring them. You could see they're kind of panicked saying, Hey, it's not our fault. And it's not like it was the gas station's fault, but you could see them. They, you could, there was something up. They, they really truly probably couldn't just afford more gas. Uh, I couldn't if somebody stole what I planned for gas and then I had to do it again. I don't have twice as much. So I just, uh, I saw it. People were kind of, it sucked. People were kind of like acting like they couldn't even hear or they weren't paying attention. The employees were interacting, but nobody else, everybody else was kind of like not paying attention. And I was actually, I was walking out. So I was being that don't pay attention guy. And I was like, and I just thank God that my, my shoulder angel mother and father or whatever were just like, Jeff, come on. Um, and I literally opened up my phone, opened up my, um, my band, uh, my USA app. I was like, God dang, I, 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 I can throw them 60 bucks. Um, <laughs> I don't regret it now, but it, you know, it, it did hurt a little bit uh, as far as my budget. And I went back inside, went to the counter and asked them, Hey, how much did you prepay? They said 60 bucks. And I said, here, let me give that, let me prepay 60 bucks for them on their tank. And watching these two old people, the gratitude wash over their face was astonishing. And again, not a humble brag. Uh, and then watching somebody, a woman at the counter, I could tell she was being a little bit more, uh, human interacting with the, the incident. And she pauses her transaction and goes, she looks at me while I'm interacting with the, the employee and the uh, two old people, the couple. And she looks at me dead in the eyes and goes, excuse me, sir, what's your name? And I said, mine's Jeff. She goes, Jeff, seriously, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. And it was the second best feeling at that moment. The first one was watching that old couple, the gratitude wash over their face. The old woman touched my shoulder and said, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. And um, it was astonishing. Um, I barely, barely had this money to spare, but you know what? That was a priceless moment. And for anybody that follows me, yeah, I bitch about money a lot. Boo-hoo, wah-wah. But that's why, because I want to be able to do crap like that more. That feeling that, that giving what you have to people that don't have what you have just is priceless. And it was so worth it. And that's the lesson I learned is, yeah, okay, the Patreon patrons literally put a check in my account that day that helped me do that. So that's kind of like that lesson, that awareness, because that's my first check from this podcast. So that was kind of that. But then the next lesson was, it's astonishing and it's priceless to give back. And if you don't believe in that, I don't know what to tell you. But if you do believe it and you can't and you want to, I, I feel where you're coming from. I've always loved it. I do it like the volunteer work and all that. 
But those little moments of reward, and I'm not saying we do it for the reward or we do it for the gratitude, but those moments just kind of make it all worth it. So that was my lesson learned, I guess. So I just thought I'd share with you. And in the spirit of the holidays, it might have just been a little uplifting moment that we all probably could have heard. So thanks for listening. And now for a new segment I can't believe I didn't think of before, but because all of uh, all of social media pretty much all overlaps and interacts with itself, and because a lot of the Land of Boz podcast interacts tons with the, especially the um, Instagram social media, it made sense to post questions there or post uh, things to help design the show because of the listeners. And as a result, it prompted a, a Q&A section. So here is the Land of Boz Q&A. Don't ask questions you aren't prepared to handle the answer to. Yes, I believe that's from something I... I don't even know what it's from, to be honest with you. But it doesn't matter. But the point is, is the message is true. Don't ask questions you don't want the answer to. But I am, as we speak, opening up Instagram because I posted a thing that uh, will allow me to track questions you have. So let's see what your questions are and uh, get these suckers answered. So here we go. And blah, 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 blah. I just will make sounds until this opens. I'm going to keep talking until this opens. All right. So here we go. That's cool. Don't load. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Instagram, just take your sweet time. All right. So let's go. Let's just hammer these out. Question number one. Are you going to hang up Izzy's stocking? Yep, I am. I am a big fool for Christmas. I love Christmas. Last year, I got stockings made for me, uh, my dog, my at the time uh, significant other girl, uh, her pet, and the pet we had together. And now when the dust settles, it's just me and Izzy. So yes, her and Izzy, Izzy and I are going to have stockings. Um, is Izzy going to wear reindeer ears? I don't know if you're being cute or serious, but, uh, and I mean no disrespect and no offense to those who do that stuff. I can't stand putting costumes on pets. It is, it might actually answer a question I saw later. It is a pet peeve of mine. Uh, it's my own personal problem. So it's not like I pass judgment on those who do it, but, uh, I had a roommate once, or, uh, I should say somebody was letting me sleep in their basement. When I first moved to LA during some rough times and uh, he, his wife was very, uh, season celebratory and I came home, I think it was Halloween. I came home and my dog was in like a tutu. I laughed, played it off. And I pulled the husband aside, my friend. And I said, I need you to tell your wife to take that off. I, I can't, I will not allow my dog to wear that. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I teach their own. It's not my thing. Um, and then am I going to put up a tiny Christmas tree? I, it is going to have to be absurdly tiny. I'm, I, I'm looking around my room now, uh, in my quote unquote house. I have no footprint space. Like <laughs> this place is embarrassingly small. Uh, maybe I, I, I've, I mean, hell, even when, when I was in deployments, I had a, some sort of tree. So I'll, I might buy one of those little desk ones, at least something. Um, this is a good one. Uh, those were all from Leah. Uh, this is a great one, actually, from a good friend of mine, a uh, new official friend of mine, Joseph. Um, he uh, inspires a lot of my training now, to be honest with you. Uh, will you ever have guests on your podcast? Joseph, yes. Um, I have some guests on. It, it's just a scheduling nightmare, and all it is is scheduling because all it really takes is a phone call um, and just uh, 
but yeah, no, that's definitely a thing I do. I try to do it more than I don't because listening to me talk for an hour can, I wouldn't want to do that. I love the podcasts I love are the ones where they bring on guests. Um, and I don't know if you're hinting at yourself or in general, you have ideas. Uh, but most of the time I just talk to friends. I do do businessy kind of talks, but I just like talking to people. So it's really cool to just expose the audience to other humans on this planet. So whether you met you or not, you're now on the list of people I want to have on the show. So yes, I do have guests on the show. Um, it's normally just a phone call. It's just easier. And referring back to another question earlier, I don't want people to see my home. So for those who, I don't want them to come over. Um, and then uh, mom, uh, her handle is mom to something rather. I don't want to give it away in case she wants um, uh, privacy. But she posted or asked, why did you post that psychology article on controlling people? Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, what today, Monday morning, it should still be on my uh, Instagram 24 hour stories. Um, I posted that because okay, I'm doing this trying to be professional and not jaded, but the, th- one of my v- things I promise to do with my life, whether I'm uh, entertaining, motivating or educating or something is to, if I sincerely can help others through my successes or failures or everything in between, uh, I will post it or I'll talk about it or bring it up or, uh, you know, throw, throw y'all a bone. Um, and this, um, article I read, <sighs> I read it and it was spot on verbatim bullet point for bullet point, uh, an experience I had had for the last two years. I will leave it at that. And it wasn't uh, meant to be a jab. It was more to be, holy sh- crap. I, like to think I'm, I'm pretty goofy and jovial. A lot of my family call me the Jolly Green Giant. I'm proud to say, uh, I can flip a switch, you know, on deployments. I went from nice, you know, lovable Jeff to, uh, you know, Green Beret gun carrying Jeff doing a job I had to do. But if I, and the reason I bring all that up is because if I can have this happen to me, a person who at the end of the day, like in, 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 in industry stuff, I let people kind of walk on me or whatever. And there's, it's a, for a reason, it's kind of a long game. I play, I'm looking at the long con, so to speak. Uh, but at the end of the day, like get rid of career, get rid of Hollywood, get rid of all that crap. And just at the end of the day, just me, I don't let people walk all over me. I don't take crap from anyone. Uh, I'm very professional and polite with all that being said, but if read the article, if you're curious, it's on my timeline or my 24 hour post, it's from psychology today. But if this can happen to me, and I consider myself a pretty strong, aware person, it can happen to other people. And that's why I posted it. Uh, because if it can happen to me, and I can learn, or and I can pass that knowledge on to anybody that might be in something. In fact, I posted it mostly because I can think of two individuals I've I know, um, that I've met over the last six months, uh, one way, one way or the other, um, who might, might want to read that article. And again, hindsight's 2020. Oh, and it's hard to see stuff while you're in it. Uh, but if I can help those two individuals or any complete stranger, that's why I posted it because, uh, my successes and failures and everything in between, uh, I want y'all to learn. So that's why I posted it. Uh, it's not being the jaded X. And if you take it that way, I don't know how to prove that otherwise, but that wasn't why I did it. But I also, yeah, that's that. I'll just drop it at that. Uh, and second to last, this is a good one. 
not even second to last. Maybe, uh, why have you chosen to go for a leaner physique instead of a bulkier one? I don't value one over the other. Um, and that actually goes hand in hand with another Q and a question. Somebody asked earlier last week, um, about my weight and skydiving. Um, the reason I'm doing that is part for multiple reasons or two big ones. I should say in Hollywood, if you're a giant guy with muscles, that's what you're going to be cast as the giant guy with muscles. Uh, no disrespect to the rock. He's never not going to be the rock character. Uh, if people need muscles for a role, Chris Evans, uh, Chris Hemsworth, etc., they're kind of, sadly though, they're still kind of uh, hamstrung or kind of typecast into superhero characters now, but they can get them for the movie, uh, but they don't run around with them. So it's, that's a loose thing, but being the height I am and having ton, you know, I was like pushing 290 at one point. That's a lot of muscles on a big dude. I wasn't, they're not going to cast me as a sensitive, um, you know, college professor. So I did it for my career. Certain, I didn't move to Hollywood to be a bodybuilder. I moved to Hollywood to be an actor and it's hard. And it, you're cruising around with big giant muscles. It's, it's just, it is what it is. You're not going to be taken seriously. Uh, you're going to play bodybuilder or security guard or bodyguard number two or whatever guy. So serve no purpose. Uh, did not. And I moved here to do that and I will do whatever it takes to myself, my body, my mind, my spirit to get work here. Um, it's just too important to me. Uh, and also, secondly, I do want to start skydiving. I like free falling, like halo, halo jump kind of shenanigans. I need my adrenaline rush, and uh, it saves me money being a little lower because that way I don't have to buy a special parachute. And la, couple, more. yeah, second to last, uh, pet peeves. That's a good one. Um, People that don't rack their weights at the gym. That one's pretty, incurs a lot of passionate in, in feelings inside me. <laughs> and again, this is my own problem. So I don't let it be known to the person who is uh, doing it, but singing along to the radio. That has been a teeth grinding thing to me since I, since I think I had my driver's license or at least even my learner's permit. I don't know why. I remember I was dating a girl in college. I actually volunteered to drive as much as possible. So that way she, we had to listen to my music, which she wouldn't know the lyrics to that, that relationship nearly broke me just because I was driving so much. It took all my fuel or all my gas money just to drive. So she couldn't sing to the radio. Um, it's just not my thing. I don't know why <laughs> it's a pet peeve and I'm aware of it. So I just swallow it and deal with it. Uh, but it's, it's a pet peeve. I don't know why. So yeah. I'll leave it at that. Enough about me. So yeah, thanks for listening to today's Q&A. And what better time than after eating four to 10,000 calories worth of Thanksgiving meals to start chatting about fitness, to uh, make ourselves feel guilty and ashamed of ourselves. But my intent is to get us back into the gym, stay on track, and not beat ourselves up with uh, some fitness chat. Okay, I'm gonna get a Bowflex. I'm gonna commit. I'm gonna get some dumbbells. You know you can't eat dumbbells, right? So this was the first Thanksgiving in a long time where I went to town. Why? Because I'm not trying to be a fitness model or a bodybuilder. I'm also not, uh, I don't have a role currently in a movie that makes me need to be 2% body fat. Um, I did make healthy decisions as far as creating a um, 
void, if you will, as far as the day of, um, even the evening of, I didn't eat or drink as, uh, I created a, a negative space, if you will. So I, it's not mathematically scientifically backed up, but so as to create a, all my calories being in one setting scenario. Um, you know what, but that was that I'm not going to really get into diet and nutrition as far as Thanksgiving, all that. But one thing I do want to address, and it's something I kind of, um, practiced and uh, was, became more aware of over the holiday was with fitness, you can make anything happen. You can make it happen anywhere. And I used to be, and I'm kind of still a slow convert, um, of, you know, you need a gym, you need your bicep curl machine and all this crap. And you really don't. Um, and I'm really, really heavily inspired by, uh, a good example is a good a friend of mine. His name's Joseph Sinagaga. I've tagged him in the details. This dude trains and I think he's most of the time in like uh, central park, you know, he's picking up rocks, he's picking up picnic tables and he's in great shape and, uh, it's not a gimmick. That's what he does. You know, I know he still does like, I believe he still does like traditional gym esque workouts. And by that, I mean more like, um, circuit workouts, et cetera, with, you know, actual machine or weight or, uh, contraptions, if you will, like, you know, and I, I agree with the same thing I do in the course of my seven days. Now, when I'm at home, I do a quote unquote bodybuilding workout. It's very, very specific, uh, intermingled with Jim Jones workouts. And, uh, in, in the evenings though, when I'm getting tired and I'm falling asleep working on this show actually, or I just need to get some extra calorie burn. I now mess with these water. They're like sandbags, but they're full of water. So they're crazy hard to balance. Uh, they're from DMOC and I tagged them in the details and I'll do those in the evening. Just a quick circuit. I Googled, you know, I just Googled sandbag workouts and applied it to these, uh, water bags and they're great little workouts. And it made me realize and the entire time I was on, uh, at the my family's place in uh, Palm Desert, this is the only year I didn't drive down to 24-Hour Fitness, almost 30 minutes away from their house, and train. I brought these water bags, and I trained in the backyard, uh, brought a jump rope and a TRX bands, and I smoked myself. I had got some good workouts in. And, uh, you know, look, I'm not trying to be a bodybuilder, and it was astonishingly simple. And I think what people need to realize is you just need to exercise, move and train. You're going to create a caloric deficit that way. And you're going to be bigger. Or you're going to be stronger, healthier and happier and don't overcomplicate it. So for those of you who are really complicated into fitness or you're struggling or any where this may or may not apply to you is burning calories is burning calories. And unless you're trying to be a physique or some Instagram bodybuilder model or something like that, you don't need to do like, Oh, today's curl day, you know, by, you know, bicep brachii day and all this crap. Uh, I've now, the more I've been saturated in the Jim Jones world, um, the more I'm realizing these people are really fit and they're good to look at, but they're also athletic. And to me, that's becoming much more important. Um, is just being athletic and and if you look great great if i get a role i got to look like a bodybuilder not a, like you know a mr olympia bodybuilder all jacked up on extra quote-unquote supplements but if i get a role where i gotta look like a comic book hero where they look like little mini bodybuilders yeah i'm gonna change my training style but you know what that's not to say that this doesn't lay a good foundation you can get some work done uh i think at the end of the day resistance training so that's just a little I don't know, lesson learned fitness thing. But also I want to also address days off. Um, I was following, I tagged him in the details here. His name's uh, Simon Mitchell. His hashtag or his uh, handle is iron paradise fitness, iron underscore paradise underscore fitness. Um, and uh, 
He's a gentleman from uh, the other side of the ocean, and uh, he's been on the show, actually, and he was talking about taking a day off, and I was actually just watching that when I woke up this morning, deciding if I should train. Uh, I had road trips destroy my body, not like in a boo-hoo, I've saved the world kind of way, but just I'm miserable after driving. Um, I have a lot of injuries, and they really hurt. Um, and, uh, I was not really feeling it from that. My schedule was all jacked up. So the gym was going to be packed. I wasn't excited to go. And, uh, he said some stuff that made me go, you know what, take, I'll take the day off. And, uh, I guarantee you I'll wake up tomorrow really ready to go because I took a day off. Just like he said, psychologically, it's going to make your workout that much better. So, uh, Simon hats off to you. Thank you for that. So, uh, for those of you that's kind of the, in summary, Fitness doesn't need to get a gym membership. Um, you can get used crap from Craigslist. Uh, there's ways Google at home weight. You know, I know actually Jim Jones has a equipment free. I think it's a three month program. Uh, so you can check out jimjones.com. Check them out. They have, a, I'm, I'm certain they have a, an equipment free uh, training plan. I guarantee they have that. Um, I've looked at it. It's something I was like, I took note of for when I need that scenario. And I promise you a Jim Jones workout will, you will have your soul sweating through your, uh, coming out of your sweat glands. Um, but you know what? It's like I could do for a long term, uh, just TRX bands of jump rope in these, these sandbag water bag things and be fine. Um, you know, I, I will, I do miss the gym when I do it that way, but you don't need them that much. Um, but at the end of the day, Whatever you're doing to be a stronger, healthier, and happier version of you, that's what matters. If that's training on your back patio, if that's going to a gym and that's your thing, that I'm a little bit of that for sure still. I still like that that environment. Uh, if your thing is yoga class, I mean, whatever gets you to what you're trying to be, that's what matters. And unless you're trying to be some aesthetically perfect physique, Instagram model thing, you're not out trying to train to be a bodybuilder. And that's the uh, images we're fed constantly is a, a lot of these physiques that we see on in media they train and work and diet like bodybuilders or or physique competitors and it's it's a it's not until you, it wasn't honestly until i had it went to a jim jones seminar where i looked at these people I was like god dang these people are fit and i guarantee you they don't train like bodybuilders so really what 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 matters most so i'll quit rambling on that but that's my little uh fitness chit chat I try to take turns with the serious and the funny and the funny and the serious so you know you if you're muscling through the show because of some random serious thing I'm trying to attempt to do you can wait along until the shenanigans begin again and so here is probably something that's a little less serious this weekend's box office numbers That's right. I've only done this segment, I think, one other time. And if you aren't sure and you're like, I think I recognize that, it's from what you think it is. I'm not going to say because I'm not really totally sure of all the stuff I do as far as uh, sound clips and all that. Uh, but this is, uh, I just kind of run down uh, the top 10, um, the numbers for the weekend box office, and I ramble on some thoughts about it. 
Uh, but we'll start from number 10. Number 10, still staying strong, is A Star is Born, the Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga movie. Uh, it's actually a remake. Um, I've heard nothing but good about it. I still need to see it, and I have not. Uh, number 9, Green Book. I believe that's the Viggo Mortensen movie where he's a uh, driver in the mob uh, for an African-American uh, jazz musician, something like that. It looks awesome. I just did a uh, horrible disservice explaining it the way I did, but it's at number nine. Number eight is Widows. It's kind of like Taken with the wives uh, of the men that, who are killed or something. It looks good. I probably won't see it. Uh, number seven, Robin Hood. They're still beating that th movie to death. Uh, so top seven. Number six, Instant Family. Uh, Mark Wahlberg and the woman I, whose name I forget, who actually I really like. Um, they basically, it's the uh, Brady Bunch, if you think about it. And I kind of like, even though, I don't know, Mark Wahlberg, I'm, I don't know him as a person. I've actually met him as a person. Seems normal and semi-nice. Uh, but I love him in comedies. It's funny to me for some reason. So uh, Instant Family, number six. Number five, that dropped fast. Bohemian Rhapsody, um, the um, Freddie Mercury uh, movie. Uh, I've heard nothing but good about it. I have a friend of mine, actually, she's been on the show, Peyton. She's seen it like four or five times. Uh, <laughs> uh, I need to see it, too. God, i got to see a lot of movies. I should just go to movies all day one of these days this week. Uh, number four, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Not a freaking clue. I have no idea, so sorry. Uh, number three, Dr. Seuss, The Grinch. Uh, it's a CGI, and I believe the guy who played Loki, I just blanked out his name. Is it, is it? No, uh, the guy who played Dr. Strange. Crap, I don't know who it is. This is a, this is not a review. This is the top 10 movie in uh, box office. But yeah, Dr. Seuss the Grinch is at number three. Rounding out the top two. Number two, a film I auditioned for to play the main bad guy. The biggest audition, I think, in my career. Um, I regret what I did at the audition after I saw who they cast. Uh, but I had was brought in to be Drago... Drago's son in Creed 2 and Creed 2 is number two in the box office so the guy who got the job his life has changed forever <laughs> so yeah Creed 2 is number two uh, that's funny and number one uh, kid told me that this one is going to be amazing and sure enough Ralph breaks the internet also broke the box office it is number one it made 55 million dollars this weekend holy crap and for perspective a star is born Three million. That's crazy. So there you go. That is this weekend's box office numbers. I didn't give you the numbers. I just give you the ranks. So I kind of suck at this part. Occasionally through my consistent word vomit, some inspirational and motivational things fall out of my mouth. And that is what this section is uh, on the Land of Boz where I try to talk about some motivational things or just things to hopefully make us all a little bit better people. Don't stop Over the holiday, I spent a lot of time around mostly adults, but ironically, I <laughs> I tend to tend to draw more towards the company of the children, mainly mainly because we might uh, have an interest, similar outlook on life, and maybe similar um, resources at our hands. But I was hanging out with uh, my I'm just going to call my cousins, but some of my cousins this week, uh, particularly young, 12 and 14, I believe, and um, I really was thinking about this is. 
We live in a world of subconscious comparisons. We are, I don't care how strong you are or what job or career field you're in. We, unless you're just out in the middle of nowhere and you're not online and you're not looking at TV, we are, I mean, that's, this is the point of advertising, but we are inundated with things to compare ourselves to what we're seeing to invoke a feeling of, I need to do something to be similar to that thing or better than that thing or as good as that thing. Uh, that's obviously for sure in the body and fitness industry, um, or the beauty industry or the, I mean, anything, any industry that's, that's, that is probably the pulse of what keeps that those industries alive is that we are constantly subconsciously comparing ourselves to these things. And I was thinking about it when I was um, hanging with these young cousins is that I can't imagine being a child or raising a child in this world where whether you like it or not, you're going to see something and instantly compare yourself. And I'm, I'm very much um, the Marty McFly of uh, my, my friends or my circle or my family where somebody dares me. Uh, I'll be like, all right. Or, but the thing is, I kind of take it a step further where I almost see something and dare myself where I'm like, I bet nobody's done that. I should do it. I've dared myself. Now I must do it. So I'm definitely a bad victim of that subconscious comparison syndrome, if you will, where I will see you know, and especially in my industry, well, I'll see, I'll see Chris Hemsworth or I'll see Stoicis Stallone or I'll see whatever and a physique thing. I'll be like, I must be as good as them or I must have as big of a career as them or, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's weird. No matter how I think mentally strong we are, we have that initial psychological reaction to what we see. I mean, I don't care if it's in the gun world, you know, some uh, former Green Beret could be scrolling through Instagram and see some other Green Beret or other special operations guy at a gun range and with an amazingly fancy gun that costs a lot of money and that person could go, oh, I, sh- I want that gun. Boom. You, it, the Pandora's box is open. And I just find that interesting that we live in that world. And uh, I know this is like the motivation section and I, <laughs> I guess it's kind of a crappy motivation section is I don't know what the answer is to that. Uh, because I'm guilty of it. So I guess I'm just establishing a dialogue of we all probably need to be aware that that happens. Uh, and maybe my first thought is to like reactionarily count to 10 when you see it. If you're being hard on yourself or jaded or giving, you know, I, I know for a fact for me, I look at things and go, God, it'd be nice to be able to go on vacation. You know, and I, I go down a rabbit hole and my day's ruined. Um, and so maybe we all should probably find a way to maybe count to 10 and really, really see if that thing matters or, you know, find those things or see those things and use them as motivation and inspiration and fuel rather than some sort of negative, negative derogatory. I'm not as good as uh, scenario. So I don't know. I'm aware of it. I see it. I'm a sucker for it. Hell, I might even use it for my own career for the uh, viewing audience. Um, but it's, it, that is the world we live in. Uh, and, uh, for those of you adults going through it, I'm with you. For those of you adults raising kids in it, Godspeed. I can't fathom the fragility of a child's mind in the world we live in now. And I don't mean that to be defeatist or terrifying or, you know, like F you, you're on your own. I, I, but I really can't fathom. I was that way and I didn't have social media. I didn't have as much internet and TV growing up. I was so susceptible to the cool kids syndrome and making sure I I was like doing everything they were doing and I hated it. I hated that. I look back and I'm ashamed of myself. Uh, And now we're bombarded with that imagery. So I'm really the most motivational, motivational section today, Uh, but I just was something I wanted to talk about, I guess. So uh, 
you know what? It's called the land of Oz, not the land of uh, anybody else. So I guess I do the show my way. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And now for some nerdery. It is the holiday season, so we are going to get bombarded with Christmas movies. And I watched one over the Thanksgiving break, and there's an interesting backstory to it. So here is this today's section of Nerd Chat. So there I was, uh, the first night in Palm Desert. Like I said earlier in the show, uh, this part of my family's done extremely well for themselves, uh, inspirationally and frustratingly. And who do I see sitting at the table? I could have smacked him on the back of the head, <laughs> sitting next to me, basically. Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, mother effer. Uh, I'm a fan. Uh, I would kill to work with them, and all the above. Uh, and I, I'm just, I'm awestruck the entire time. I'm just trying to not think about it. Holy crap. That's Kurt Russell. And ironically, I'm scouring through Netflix. Uh, one of the nights just trying to wind down for before bed. And this somehow skipped my radar. S- <laughs> Kurt Russell plays Santa Claus in a new movie being released or is released now for the holiday season called the Christmas Chronicles. So here is the trailer for Netflix's Netflix. Kurt, how would I say this? Kurt Russell's Netflix appearance as Santa Claus in The Christmas Chronicles. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. Stop. Kids aren't stupid. They know how it works. Sorry, Santa. Hot Cupid! Hot Comet! Give me the camera. It's Santa Claus. Live and in person. One night only. You don't look like Santa Claus. Well, billboards add 80 pounds. Christmas is in trouble. Imagine if we all work together. I have seen a lot of strange things, but this... Wait till you see what happens next. If you ever meet Mrs. Claus, maybe just skip this part. All want to go on the naughty list? Mm-hmm. All right, let's get back to work. So I will always do a spoiler-free review. Uh, you know what? Here's the thing with Christmas movies: turn your brain off and enjoy them. Damn it! <laughs> it's just enjoy them and have fun. I honestly also went back and watched Love Actually. So if you don't have a problem with that, if you have a problem with that, suck it. Uh, I like that movie. It, it It's a little tainted uh, because my uh, ex-wife loved that movie and she's the one that got me hooked on it. But, you know, moving on. The Christmas Chronicles. Kurt Russell playing Santa Claus. It You know what? It's it's genuinely a new and fresh take. It's fun. It's a cool premise. And you know what? Just Especially if you have kids, watch this movie. It's just fun. Uh, if you, as an adult, there are some funny moments and it's it's... 
the premise is basically two kids, and I can relate to this, try to trap Santa Claus. Growing up, I tried to trap Santa Claus many times. Um, was always really close, and I had some pretty wicked Green Beret-level uh, traps trying to snare that SOB. Um, and two kids, actually, they don't necessarily catch him, but they accidentally land in his sleigh. And a very a few mishaps happen, and then obviously adventure continues and ensues. There are actually some really cool little, because uh, you're always wondering when it comes to Santa Claus movies, how are they going to explain this, or what's the thing for this? And here's the thing, it's it's Santa Claus. So there's an element where they don't actually try to explain a lot, that you just have to accept that this button transports him to this city. Or, uh, you know, he has this system in working worked out for uh, the Naughty and Nice list. And you just accept it. There's not a lot. It's a, it's a Christmas movie about Santa Claus. Sit down and enjoy it. It's fun. Kurt Russell has an amazing performance. I really didn't see it coming. I honestly, I, I thought I was going to have to muscle through the show. And because I literally had dinner next to him, I was like, you know what? I owe the dude an hour and a half of my time. And I watched it and I was, I was very pleasantly surprised. It's a fun movie. He has a really cool take on Santa Claus. And the cool thing is they don't, they kind of, they don't play him like a big fat guy. Uh, I mean, it's Kurt Russell. He's a good looking, you know, slender dude. Uh, and it's a fun take on that. And um, now in retrospect, I really wish I had seen it before I sat next to him because I would have had the guts to go up to him in the middle of dinner at a very private restaurant and said, Hey, Mr. Russell, that was a fun movie. Now, thank you for that. Um, so if you have kids, go watch it. As an adult, you know, sit down and watch it. it. Just it just turn your brain off and enjoy the holiday spirit. If you don't like Christmas, I don't I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you know, that's definitely uh, that can be a deal breaker with some friends and relationships. Um, trust me, I know. And uh, but if you do like Christmas, watch this. It's at least a new one uh, for the arsenal of Christmas movies. I will definitely be coming back to it every year. It was fun. It was a cool way to a cool take on it. Uh, There's a little bit of a firefighter element in there for uh, one of the characters' fathers, so it kind of had a little tear jerking moment there. Uh, good family movie. Uh, one of those family movies that have some adult nuances that only the adults will pick up on. And you know what? At the end of the day, it's like when a friend of mine was explaining Armageddon to me, they're like, you know what? It's Bruce Willis blowing up stuff in space. To me, I'm like, well, you know what? It's Kurt Russell playing Santa Claus. Sign me up. I'm in. So go check it out. Netflix, The Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell. And as you probably hear uh, sirens, fire engines, and police in the background, I live in a great part of L.A., that wraps up our show, nearly an hour, and that does not include history or a guest or a cowboy term or sex term, but I'll tell you what, uh, I have to turn off all sound making equipment in my home, so I am sweating up a storm with all my air conditioners off. Uh, I'm going to wrap this show up and edit it, and as always, because this is a Monday free show, here's the thing. I make this show for you. I enjoy it. I am your employee. You are the boss. Uh, tailor this show as needed. You, There's no way to not get a hold of me. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you want, and I will make this show happen. Uh, so please feel free to interact with me because this is a free show. I hope you liked it. I hope you liked it enough to go throw 10 cents a day over, not even 10 cents, whatever we figured out, $2 a month over at the patreon.com forward slash Jeff Bosley page and subscribe to the Tuesday through Friday shows. Um this, I take this for, again, I'm saying a lot of this redundantly for the Monday audience, uh, for the free show, but I take this seriously. This is a job to me. I enjoy it, but it's a job. It provides income for me to do what I love to do. 
and I love entertaining and inspiring and motivating. And so that is why this show exists. I found a way to make what I love doing a job and it provides me a way to interact with y'all and provide content for y'all and content created by y'all for y'all. So it means the world to me that you spent the last hour listening to me. Um, I really like to have more guests on. I apologize for that, but really this is a product for you. And for those of you who are listening for the first time, I hope you liked it. Um, check out the Patreon page. Uh, the links are everywhere. I don't, I'm not subtle as far as how to find it. Check it out $2 a month and you get some content. It's the way that's podcasts are the next thing to go. Because like I said, um, I put almost maybe four hours into this show and I've not, I'm not done editing it. So, I mean, I really put a lot of time into this. I really care about it because I care about y'all. So thank you. Um, I hope everyone had a great holiday, a safe holiday, some sort of reflective holiday or some sort of holiday that provided you with some insight or some motivation or some sort of drive that you might have needed at the time. I know it did for me, uh, good, bad, and indifferent. Um, but it means the world to me that you're coming back to me Monday morning after a vacation listening to me and I hope you enjoy it. I hope you have a great Monday. Um, I think I could ramble on more because I tend to do that, but I will cut myself off now and just say, you know what? It's Monday. Please go forth, conquer, kick ass, be relentless. Adios. Take care, everyone.